Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is endurance. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is endurance. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the race season on hold, it's time to focus on the important things in life. Give your mom a phone call, spend some more time with your kids, learn to make a new healthy food, and of course, keep up with your 30 minutes of activity each day. And when we're back to normal, we're here for you. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. On our program today, Mikey Ross is stopping by for his top five list, and we'll be checking in with one of our provinces and countries top age group triathletes. How would you feel if you went undefeated in every single triathlon you did last year? I don't know either, so we'll be speaking with the guy who used to call Chilliwack his home, but now lives in Brentwood Bay on Vancouver Island. Robert Johnson is our guest. 30 minutes of super caffeinated fit speaking begins right now. Mikey Ross, coach with Abbotsford Triathlon Club, and here's the FitSpeak Top 5 list. Time is something we often feel we don't have enough of. Well, for the first time in many of our lives, some of us are now feeling, during these days of staying home while the COVID virus runs out of steam, that we actually have more time available to us than we know what to do with. This top five list speaks to the millions of people who, for whatever circumstance has befallen them, are staying at home more than they ever have before in their entire life. Depending on your living arrangements and your partners in life, you may find one or two of my top five stay-at-home activities might just work for you. We often hear that time is a gift, so let's find ways to unwrap it and appreciate it while we have time at home in abundance. Top stay-at-home time gift number one, your music collection. Whether it's on your computer in digital form or a CD or even a record, now may be a perfect time to pull out and put on some music you rarely listen to anymore or actually forgot you have. I've been playing long-neglected CDs and discovering I can still remember and sing along with the lyrics. Amazing what our brains file away. Top stay-at-home gift number two, your kitchen. We've been baking and cooking in a far more relaxed and inventive way than ever before. Although the baking and cooking results in a lot of eating, it's been worth every bite. Fun fact, if you've never made bread before, it's therapeutic and zen-inducing. For an even more unpredictable but satisfying adventure, become a slave to your own sourdough starter. Remember, however, it's bad karma to not look after your starter with tender, loving care. If you can't commit to it, don't starter it. Top stay-at-home gift number three, your fitness equipment. If fortunate enough to have your own treadmill and or bike trainer, you can lower so much anxiety about losing fitness by learning to use your home equipment in new and fun ways. In an earlier top five, I listed games you can play while running on your treadmill. Many of these work equally as well on a bike trainer. With our modern technology at hand, you can spin yourself into oblivion, whether it be solo on CompuTrainer or on a group ride on Ruby, Zwift, 
or other training app. If you don't have any of these programs, go old school. Put on a favorite music mix with a perfect beat, then spin and sing. Top stay-at-home gift number four, your garden. If you have one, you will find, particularly with the fantastic weather we've been having, plenty of opportunity to stay calm and garden on. The bees are a buzzing and ready to help add color and flavor to your life. Even a simple apartment balcony window box garden will help you stay centered and knowing you've added some beauty to this world. Top stay-at-home gift number five, yourself. If you even get the mistaken notion that you have too much time, hold that thought right in front of you and ask yourself, do I actually know for certain that I even have it tomorrow? None of us do. But right here and right now, you have yourself with the freedom to be creative and rethink what you do in a day and how you do it. You don't need to fill it full of busyness if you don't want to. But you do need to be grateful that you are actually able to stay at home. Think of all the essential service people, the frontline workers, the food service workers, the healthcare workers, on and on and on. The people who may still have to work, but don't have the luxury of free time thrust at them. For FitSpeak, I'm Mikey Ross. And welcome again to another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. On the phone, we've got Team Everyman Jack, elite triathlete, Robert Johnson from Brentwood Bay. Robert, welcome back to FitSpeak. Hey, Kevin. Uh, it's nice to be back. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, under the circumstances, doing okay. Now, um, the last time we talked to you and we put that article about you in the uh, triathlon magazine, um, you were ready to embark on the 2019 season. And I remember seeing a lot of you there in 2019 and it was always at the top of the podium. Did you have an undefeated triathlon season? I guess I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, incredible. So yeah, uh, I know that one of the big uh, goal races for last year was the national championships in Kelowna because 2018, of course, was the year of the uh, the smoke and the fire and you never actually had a chance to race in 2018. Uh, goodness knows if we're going to have a 2020 season. But uh, tell us about that, uh, that big win in Kelowna for you. Uh, yeah, that was... Um... That was a, it was a fun race um, and a really a good memory for me, uh, just from racing in general. Um, you know, I, I think the last time I talked to you back in February or so, um, you know, I wasn't really even sure if I wanted to do triathlon or, or what, what triathlon season was going to look like for me. Um, and, you know, it took me a while to get to the point where I actually wanted to do any actual real training for triathlon season, probably until about April or May, you know, I've been, I'd been swim, bike, run, but not really training, just mostly moving or moving around and, and things. And uh, so it was after the the Westwood Lake Triathlon there in May, the Dynamic Series race event, um, and G puts on that. You know, I had kind of a, a, a good result there, especially considering um, the training that I'd been doing, and decided to to really give um, Kelowna an actual shot and, and started picking up my training a little bit. Um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of things in, in my personal life and, and things weren't going great 
there. So, uh, you know, I had a lot of support um, leading into that race and um, a lot to some people in the triathlon community, you know, like Clint Lean and his, his Mercury Rising crew and, and my um, longtime coach in Vancouver, Noah Deutsch, who were really there kind of supporting me and, and just kind of reconnecting with having fun with the sport. You know, I lost a lot of that in the previous few years. And that was kind of the main big difference for me is just just trying to have fun and using triathlon as, as a social sort of thing again to make friends, um, reconnect with old friends and just really have fun. And, you know, it turns out that you race a lot better when you, um, when you're having more fun and you're enjoying the training. So, um, I felt pretty, pretty good going into that race, uh, fitness wise. And it was a, it was a special race for me too, because I mean, a couple of my, my really close friends, um, uh, Clark Lynn and, and Jeff Madison of Vancouver, who, really started the sport with me back in 2009, um, decided to kind of come out of retirement, I guess, to do the race. And, um, you know, we'd always dreamt of being at the front of that race in Kelowna and Mm -hmm. especially at the national championships from back when we started. And we quite frankly, just were not good enough. (laughs) We would get blown (laughs) over the water every single time. And um, so we kind of came into the, to the race and, you know, we're hoping to, to maybe go one, two, three in it. And, and one of my, you know, best memories of, of racing really you know, last year, maybe even and just in general is, you know, exiting T2 with the, um, with the two of them and uh, in the lead of the race. And I think I turned to them and I said, you know, it's just, just like old times to, mm. to, to the two of them. And so we'd probably done that a hundred times in training and, you know, come out, exit like a, a brick workout and together like that. And, you know, of course, I, I put the, the hammer to them on the run, mm-hmm. uh, which I really do, and, and managed to get the win there. Um, and you know, we didn't we didn't manage to go one, two, three. There's, I think, Merrick from uh, Ontario uh, squeaked into second, and uh, but you know, it was it was special for me to win. I'd never i never won the the national uh, championships outright, so that was nice. And just you know, it was significant for me, not just um, for the result, but just what it took, kind of to to get there to race. So it was special to do that and also to, to share it uh, with two good friends of mine. Yeah. So the process of just uh, enjoying the training, treating it more like a, a great, healthy, fun hobby as opposed to this chore that you have to do after a hard day of work uh, paid off for you at the highest level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I were being honest with myself, I'd probably say that I'd been burnt out of the sport for a few years. Uh, prior to that, it just really lost the fun. Like I, I moved over to Vancouver Island in 2016 and left behind a lot of the really good friends that I'd made in the sport. And you know, I started doing most of my training on my own, and and it just became more like a job rather than something fun. And and what I realized last year, two things was like what I really enjoyed about the sport was basically just hanging out with my my friends. And it it, it just so happened that with the guys that I trained with were some of the best stage groupers. <laughs> in Canada and, and in the world even so you know we had a lot of success but really it was just hanging out with my friends every single day so um trying to reconnect with that was really important for me and you know if you go into your training sessions with a good mindset and having fun and um laughing and, and smiling you're gonna have a better result than if you're just dreading it every single time so that was that was a big thing for me and you know, I trained a lot less than I would have in years past, but Interesting. every session that I had was um, was more focused and was higher quality, so that paid off for me. 
So one of the things I'm interested in, because like you were alluding to with your win there in Kelowna, was that you were able to uh, basically win the race against your friends and foes on the run. What's a, what's a typical speed session for you like? Oh, that's a good question. I People are going to hate me, but I, I don't follow any type of training plan anymore, so I... I've been I've been running a lot with the Perry and Harriers over here, um, so just just kind of it's it's rare for me to go on the track, uh, do too many workouts like that. It's shorter stuff, um, you know, some shorter intervals of um, you know three minutes um, with you know one minute rest, like ten of those. Um, I'll do a lot of hard I'll do a lot of hard brick workouts on the track here, kind of near my house, and. Mm-hmm. Um, going into Kelowna, I was doing a lot of those off of my long bike ride. So I do, you know, five sets of 800 with a 200 meter jog in between off the bike, um, trying to hit a little bit faster than my, um, race pace for a 10 K off the bike, um, stuff like that. Um, I was doing some track stuff with Clint's group last year and, you know, we do some just, just shorter sort of pieces, some 800s, 400s, mm-hmm. um, on the speed a bit, but. I'm kind of I'm, I'm lucky. I've done a lot of running in the past, so it doesn't take me that much. You know, it takes me maybe three or four weeks to run back up to to speed if I've just been running consistently. And you finished off the season on a cold day at uh, Westwood Lake again. Uh, Cultus Lake, yeah, Cultus, Cultus Lake. Lake. Um, what did I say? I said Westwood. That's when we started the season. Yeah, you started yeah. It at Westwood, won the national championships in Kelowna, and then finished it off on that rainy um, Sunday morning at Cultus Lake. And uh, you had also won that race. I did, yeah. Um, so you I mean Cultus Lake is is Chilliwack, which is my hometown. So you know, I, I make I make a point of going out there to race every single year uh, to see my family and friends and. I, I think it's funny because I've been telling people, especially over here on the islands, for the last few years, it's like, oh, it's always sunny, you know, it's sunny and warm in July, you know, in mid to late September every year, and in the last two years that I've gone there, it's been pouring down rain. Right oh it's yeah, cold. it was vicious. I mean, but... Nobody, nobody's going to go there anymore. They're not going to believe me. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I actually, I don't mind racing in the cold. I don't, I don't perform well in the heat, and and so if it's cold and raining out for me, it doesn't affect me a lot. Um, I don't. I don't mind racing in those conditions. So I had fun getting, you know, sopping up in the in the rain and the puddles and, and stuff. It it doesn't bother me when I'm racing. It's more at the end when you're finished and you're just trying to dry everything out and um, drain yourself. And and the mud there at uh, Cultus Lake and transition gets pretty bad when it rains. So. Oh yeah, that um, was. But that was fun. Yeah. It was a fun race. Were you, were you at that one? I was at that one, and uh, I did the smart thing and did the uh, Olympic distance as well. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. something like a half hour behind you fast, guys. But uh, I did, you know, considering the wet. I mean, the, the weather suited me as well. It was nice. It was rainy. It was 11 degrees. Uh, I was trying mm-hmm. my best to catch that Dwayne Foley fella, but, uh, man, he was having a great day as well. So I saw a lot of his back, and then it got smaller and smaller and smaller, and, uh, and that was that. But, uh, yeah, that was, um, I guess, for the both of us, the last triathlon we have done, right? It was, yeah. And I don't know when the next one will be. I'm, I'm holding out hope that Cultus Lake is far enough out that who knows we might end up being able to do that one. But, you know, I've kind of 
I've kind of just resigned myself to the fact that, you know, there's a good chance we won't be doing any, any sort of triathlons this year and just to enjoy getting up there and being active and not to really worry about it because there's, you know, a lot bigger things going on than, than our triathlon season. And we're just, we're lucky to be able to do these things still. So um, if we race, we race, if we don't, you know, I, I'll do some virtual racing and, you know, I have, I have thoughts of going out and doing the events on my own, um, you know, on the days that they're on, so like Victoria Half or Elk Lake, you know, just going out and, and just doing it. Um, it's not a race, but just, just competing, completing the course on my own. So no, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, just a little bit earlier, you were talking about running with uh, a group of Harriers. Um, that's kept you quite uh, active over the winter. I saw that you've done some longer runs, some of the longest runs you've done in your life with that group. How is that? Uh, what was your motivation and how did it feel? Because you're you're more of a short course guy. Yeah, I've always been more of a short course guy. I was coming into this year, I was planning to do the Victoria um, half, half iron. Um but yeah, I got into trail running a bit last year. I actually have, I think, Andrew Russell to thank for that. Andrew um, is, a, is, of course, a former national triathlon team member and and a, and a pro over the seventy point three and Ironman distance. And he just so happens to live down the road from me with his um, with his wife, who's also a good trail runner, and and his dog Wallace, who's, <laughs> who's probably the best runner of the the bunch. Um, yeah, but he just lives down the road from me in Central Sanit here and. Um, we're lucky to have a really great network of trails nearby and, you know, we just started joining him for some trail running and, uh, really kind of enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, before I got into doing triathlon, I, I used to hike quite a bit. And so I love trail running because it allows me to keep running and keep, keep training for triathlons, but also to get out and explore some of the trails that we have around here. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, uh, to sign up as for the Finlayson Arm 28K trail run here which is a fairly big big event uh that goes through Saanich and, and central Saanich and, and some of the trails and um just decided to give it a shot as a challenge and something fun to try out so i did that actually the week before i did cultus lake i, I competed in that good warm-up yeah yeah just a little warm-up i wasn't even sure after the trail running race but i was even going to be able to race in cultus lake so i could barely walk i I think it, it dawned on me a couple of weeks before the trail race that what I was basically doing was going to be a marathon, which I'd never even come close to running because although it's 28 K it has about, you know, a thousand meters of elevation mm-hmm. gain descent. And so the time that you're out on the course is about actually longer than what it would take me to run the marathon. And so, um, I did not, I not really do enough preparation or enough training for it. And that really showed in the last hour of the race. I, mm. I think I might have won, the award for um, being covered in the most dirt at the end of the race because in the last hour I probably bailed you know about five times. Oh really? On the trail just due to fatigue and, yeah. and being uh, just not having the legs anymore. And I remember I was just swearing, like yelling, swearing in the middle of the forest. I didn't think I was going to finish the thing. Imagine mm. a lot for third and um, recovered pretty quick, surprisingly. And I had a lot of fun. Like I, I really enjoyed you know, exploring all these trails and. The thing I love about it is that, you know, your time doesn't really matter. And you know, if I go out and run a 10K in a road race, I know I have an idea of what I used to run or what I expect of myself to run. Mm-hmm. You know, every trail is different, so yeah. um, it doesn't really matter what your pace is, and so you don't really worry about it as much. I'm a terrible trail runner, but, you know, I have fun. Tell that to I, all I the people be- behind you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> 
I if I get with the real trail runners like Andrew, he really puts me to, uh, you know, he shows me how it's done. But I'm getting better. Improving. Well, third place, um, and you're having fun doing it. Yeah, I love it. There's so many trails around here. I can I can run, you know, a kilometer from my house and and get into the trails and run for a whole day. Mm. So it's 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 really fun. So tell us about your day job. What uh, what pays the rent there in Brentwood Bay for you? Uh, I work as a as a software developer, uh, senior software developer at a company called Benevity. Um, we so an amazing company to work for. I can't say any like enough about them. Um, we we help to facilitate uh, um, you know give, giving programs for a lot of Fortune 500 companies. So a lot of companies, you know, larger companies like Google and Amazon and Microsoft, they have donation matching programs for their employees, and so we provide a platform that allows them to to do that. So we facilitate getting these donations to the the charities and um, and working with the charities as well to do donation proceeding and um, and things like that. It's a really cool company to work for uh, based in Calgary, but we have offices here in Victoria. I've been with them for about coming up on three week, three years next week, actually. Three years. That's right. Um, so, so with yeah, that, been, been really was that a job that you had to drive into Victoria to do? Um, so we're really lucky at Benevity. Like they have a, a very good work from home program. Um, we're, we're allowed to work from home if we choose to on any given day. We also do have uh, offices in, in Victoria, and I, I typically go into the office mm-hmm. most days. But typically. But I have the option of working from home. Uh-huh. Yeah, typically I would go into the office. I prefer to go into the office. I actually enjoy it. I, I really love my colleagues, and mm. I like to go into Victoria itself you know, to get um, – I love Brentwood Bay, but it's it's kind of in the boonies a bit, so it's nice to get into the office most days. And um, But but saying that, uh, the transition to working from home has been pretty seamless for us because we're all really used to it. So so tell us how it's different. I mean, you take the it's not that it's a huge commute. It's not like driving from Chilliwack into Vancouver like a lot of people do. Yeah. But um one of the things I'm interested in is how are you uh investing that extra time that you're no longer commuting and all those other things? Yeah, it's like I mean, it's a good question actually because I mean, oftentimes when I'm when I am training and and working and going to the office, you know, I'll leave for the pool in the morning at you know five thirty and get home at seven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're long days. Um, the main thing that you know I've, I've noticed is that's changed is just a little bit more sleep, um, <laughs> which is a nice one. I don't think my training volume has changed much. I've, I've switched most of my swimming just to biking and strength training. So the, the hours are probably pretty similar. Um, you know, eating a little bit better. I got more time to cook rather than just eating the same thing every single day. I and I can actually do some more cooking and things. And what are you cooking nowadays that you ordinarily wouldn't have the time to cook? Well, honestly, <laughs> because of the logistics of training, you know, during the week and uh, when I'm going into the office, generally I'd, I would just make something on a Sunday and I'd eat the same thing for dinner and lunch every single day of the week. Wow! So the difference is that I make something every day now for you know lunch and, and dinner. So that's that's the main thing. Like. Things I'm making haven't changed much, but just having a little bit more variety. So, um, so what's, that's, one, that's a bit, what's one of your uh, favorite meals then that you, you look forward to that you'd cook? Oh, I, I make a lot of stir fries. So I'll make you know, stir fries with like peanut sauce um, is something I make a lot. And 
Uh, also, make I'll make some stews if if it uh, if it works for me time wise. And yeah, I'm not much of a cook, that's for sure. Uh, well, you're you're getting an opportunity to to spend a bit more time in the kitchen. So tell us. Um, sounds like you're a pretty social guy, and that was one of the things that you really enjoyed about you know being in Chilliwack and then uh, training in Vancouver was the the group element and the camaraderie. And now, I guess, like every other good Canadian, for the past three or four weeks. We've had to do this uh, self-isolation thing. How is that affecting you, like, from a psychological perspective? You know, there's a lot going into it. You can't train with people. You don't really have uh, any specific goal races that we know with, you know, 100% certainty are going to go. How is that affecting you psychologically? Yeah, it's been it's been tough for sure. You know, I miss I miss the people that I train with. I miss my friends. Um, I, I definitely miss that. I've been finding other ways to connect with people. You know, through Zoom, through phone calls, yeah. um, doing things like that. But it, it's definitely been hard. I I'm really lucky. You know, I have a I have a, a big house with a big big yard, and I've spent a lot of time outdoors, just working in my garden and in my yard. I love to garden, so. Um, that's, that's been really helpful for me just to have something else to kind of focus on for a bit. And it helps that it's spring and it's, it's sunny out here. It's beautiful. The flowers are all blooming. So, um, that's been a big thing, thing for me, but yeah, it's definitely been tough. I miss, I miss people. I miss my friends. I, I will be happy. I think like most people to be able to go back to that sort of normal life. I'm also, I'm fairly isolated here. My, my family is on the mainland. You know, I moved to Vancouver Island for different reasons than why I'm still here. And so my family is all, so I do feel a little bit isolated, you know, been trying to do, uh, make a better effort to connect with friends. And one nice thing I've really noticed is that, you know, geography doesn't matter anymore. So somebody can be down the road for me or, you know, uh, at the other end of the country. And, and it really doesn't matter because the only way you could see them is, is through uh, technology or giving phone calls. So I, I found myself connecting a lot more with people that, haven't been um, before so that's been a good thing uh, for sure are you uh one of these because the last time we we talked to you you were telling us that you really really preferred to do as much training in the natural world as opposed to the virtual world and uh, i'm wondering uh are you one of these johnny come latelys to zwift as well or are you uh doing some miles outside (laughs) No, I definitely am uh, a new convert to, to Zwift lately. Been trying to do a little bit less training, you know, outside on the on the bike, just because we've been encouraged just to be be careful, you know, to not stress the healthcare system. So, a lot of the harder rides I've been doing actually have been on Zwift. It's been it's been nice. Like a lot of the Everman Jack guys have been um, organizing group rides, so it's been a nice way to connect with a few of those guys that um, you know I didn't get to see because our training camp was canceled in Vegas this year, and right. so. It's been a nice way to like uh, connect with those guys, and we've done a few where we've had Zoom um, connected as well, so we can chat while we're actually riding together virtually. And it's been a, I mean, a, a, a decent substitute for getting out and riding. I obviously prefer to go outside and run a bike, but um, it's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Any favorite routes that you like to do on the uh, the Zwift environment? I like to ride the uh, the flat ones because it makes it look like I'm going a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I I kind of just go in and just pick whatever random one pops up on there, or it has a few people that I know that are riding. I've been 
I did a couple of Zwift races last weekend, and uh, it was it was one of the hardest things I've done in, in a long time, and just got blown right over the right over the water in those things. So I don't know if I'll jump into those anytime soon again. Yeah, it's it's interesting because at any hour of the day, I mean, if you're you know an insomniac, you can jump on to Zwift at you know two a.m. Pacific time and find some Cracker Jack riders who will just drill you. I mean, it's a whole you know, uh, and it's not only Zwift. I mean, there's other platforms. There's Ruby yeah. as well, which is going to be um, probably a bigger thing than it has been in the past. Now that they're offering the the virtual reality seventy point three and the Ironman races. Is that something that kind of appeals to you? You know what I I don't want to rag on that. I, I did the um, I did the virtual half uh, Ironman there the previous weekend and uh-huh. yeah I was I was disappointed. They it's something that would appeal to me for sure. I went out and ran a really hard half marathon and and did the virtual ride and then came back and, and saw a bunch of people that rode you know. An hour thirty for the bike course. So, oh, that's that's it. pretty good for a half Ironman. Yeah, broke the the hour world record. I think <laughs> um, they get it standardized. I would absolutely be interested in doing things like that. Uh, right now, you know, it, it's too much of a crapshoot, and so I, I just I, I I don't even get into to that until until it's more regulated, I guess, so that um, the results actually mean something. Yeah, especially. It's a, great, it's a great idea to you know engage people, and it gives people a challenge to do. And if you look at it, just as as the challenge is to complete the distance, then it's probably a really good thing. As far as an actual race right now, um, probably not an option for me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many variables. I mean, you can play around with your trainer, and and then of course there's all the technological issues. You might have a husband who pulls the plug out of your machine, and then of <laughs> yeah. course uh, you know things go to hell. So, uh, but I mean, as far as just uh, you know staying you know relatively engaged and motivated through the novelty factor, uh, it's 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 a pretty good way to spend some training hours. Yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with Swift. And just in itself, the way it's been able to help um, handle the increase in the load that they've had. And, I guess from a and techie background, way. yeah, you would be able to appreciate something like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've done a really great job, and and so I'm super impressed with how they they've managed that because it probably came, you know, out of nowhere for them. So that they just they had that infrastructure in place already. So it's pretty impressive. So. What's the one race, if you could wave a magic wand and, you know, guarantee that there's going to be one race in 2020, the, what would that be for you? Uh, well, for me this year, you know, I was I was gearing up to do the World IT World Championships in Edmonton. Right. Um, I, was, I was lucky enough to win the World Championships there in 2014 and um, was hoping to go there, you know, and, and kind of... To, to win again, you know, to, to have some new memories there in Edmonton. Um, so I would love to still do that. You know, I, I, I don't have high hopes that that's going to happen, uh, you know, unfortunately just due to what's happening right now. But if, if it was possible, I would, I would love to go back there and, and try to uh, redo what I did in 2014. Yeah, bring back the magic six years later, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, final question for you, Robert. If there was uh, your favorite workout that you're doing right now, in spite of what's going on, I mean, I'm not sure if you're one of those crazy people like me who's found a lake to swim in right now, but what's your favorite workout going on right now? 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not swimming right now, although I did pull the wetsuit out of the closet and I'm considering it. It's getting a little bit warmer. So mm-hmm. I might I might jump in there this week. Um just the long runs that I'm doing. I, I'm feeling really good running. I'm not really doing any actual workouts, but I seem to be able to go out and just cruise at a pretty quick pace, you know, without a lot of effort right now, and I'm just really enjoying it. It's nice out, sun shining. Um, whether it's heading over to Elk Lake and doing a few laps mm-hmm. at, you know, the seventy point three course or just heading up the door here in, in Central Sandwich where you, there's, you know, unlimited roads to run on that are all pretty quiet. I'm just enjoying that. I'm not really not really jumping up to, you know, anything that's at pace right now just because I don't really foresee us racing anytime soon. And if yeah. that changes, I can get into that sort of fitness pretty quick. But just enjoying getting out and running and, and enjoying the weather and, you know, just the feel of running. Yeah, very fortunate. I mean, we've had, what was it, two or three weeks of pretty nice weather. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't really, we're lucky that we can still get outside and, and do these things. So I'm just enjoying it. And for the folks in Calgary and Edmonton, we're sorry, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of colleagues in Edmonton, or sorry, in Calgary, and I feel bad for them with it still snowing out there and they're, they're trapped inside. So yeah. We're lucky. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us again. Uh, Once again, congratulations on a stellar 2019 season, national champion, and uh, an undefeated season. What the heck? That's that's pretty good. And, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed and see what can happen. Uh, Maybe have some magic here in 2020. For sure. Yeah, I I thank thank you for having me on the the show again. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I hope that we'll see each other at the races at some point this year. Cultus Lake for sure, right? Yeah, cross our fingers. Yes. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's word of the week is endurance. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is endurance. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport, reminding you to keep your social distance, call your mom and the people closest to you, and to keep up with that 30 minutes of activity each day. I'd like to thank my co-host Mikey Ross, and also like to congratulate Robert Johnson on his amazing 2019 triathlon season, and wish him the best of luck in whatever our 2020 season becomes. Join us next time on FitSpeak as we'll be speaking with the guy who made getting ugly fashionable. Triathlete Jeff Simons from Penticton will be our guest. For all of us at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.